I'm Scott Dworkin, and you're listening to The Dworkin Report. This is the first part of a special two-part interview with Lev Parnas, who revealed some stunning, never-before-known facts to us and our listeners exclusively. In this first installment, Parnas details precisely who linked the former president's lawyer Rudy Giuliani directly to a group of Russian agents in Ukraine, who in turn ultimately got sanctioned by the U.S. Treasury Department for interfering in the 2020 election. And he leveled a serious allegation about former Vice President Mike Pence's involvement in the Ukrainian quid pro quo that led to Trump's impeachment, one of two impeachments. What surprised me is that Parnas says the Trump administration pulled off a dirty deal with the former president of Ukraine and got away with it. As Russia threatens an invasion of the independent nation of Ukraine, this is a major insight for the way Putin took advantage of Trump's time in the Oval Office. Lev Parnas is an American citizen, born in Ukraine and raised mostly in Brooklyn, New York, who started selling real estate in the 80s with Fred Trump. And as he explains in this podcast, that backstory and some political donations proved to be his springboard into the former president's inner circle. But what Lev Parnas is most famous for is his refusal to keep quiet when Trump's failed international extortion scheme to squeeze political benefits from the president of Ukraine became public. Perhaps nobody would have learned the scope of the official misconduct emanating from the White House in 2019 had it not been for Parnas's brave truth-telling, despite an outstanding federal indictment which went to trial after we recorded this podcast last summer. A Manhattan jury found him guilty on all five counts 11 weeks after this interview, but he plans to appeal the verdict. But anyone who has followed Lev Parnas's story knows that he has always spoken truthfully in public about his political relationships, and often he has shown the receipts. Anyone following him on Twitter has seen his hashtag, Lev Remembers. So buckle up and let us take you on a journey inside the halls of power at the highest levels of the Republican Party and expose what went down in the room where it happened. Our show's producer and co-creator Grant Stern and I both interviewed Lev from a Miami studio last summer. Here's the first part of our interview with Lev Parnas. Let's talk about some of the stuff that I uncovered in past reporting. Because, you know, everybody in New York has a very different opinion of Rudy Giuliani because of 9-11. Like Scott mentioned, he was you know, America's mayor. And he actually was in bed with this company, I would say, working with them. Who, who really knows the relationship? But it was called Tri-Global Ventures. And I reported on that because they were the ones that introduced him to Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. And uh, according to what you were saying in, in some past reporting, these guys kind of turned up again. Can you tell us a little bit about Try Global Ventures and Vitaly Prus. Yeah. I was introduced to Vitaly Prus. He's the CEO or the head of Try Global through from Rudy Giuliani. And I don't think they ever left the picture. Uh, Vitaly has been pretty much Rudy's uh, source to that world for the past, I'd say, 15, 20 years. He's introduced Rudy to all the Russian, uh, Ukrainian, all, uh, you know, trips that even the trip I think that Rudy took in. 2017 to Ukraine, where he now he has that whole 
All the pictures uh, of him with uh, uh, with uh, the mayor Poroshenko, of, of with the mayor of Kiev, yes. not Kiev, but the mayor of uh, where there. Uh, where oh, on the eastern side, yes, on the east on the east Kharkov, Ukraine. I think. Oh yeah, Kharkov. Well, uh, he also has a lot of pictures <laughs> with Klitschko, the the boxer. Who well, Klitschko mayor. is a separate. We'll get that That's to that a, in a second. That's a separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of those. There's Rudy, uh, a lot. Rudy. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. I've never spoken out about Rudy or anybody else. I know there's some little bits and pieces out there, but I was always holding it in and hoping that there was a higher purpose to get this information out, and maybe there still is. But now I've decided that you know it's time for me to start getting the whole truth out, and I'm working on doing that, and so. There's a lot that is going to come out. I've got Rudy about Devin Nunez, about Kevin McCarthy, about Ron DeSantis, but all of them, they were all in the loop, especially Bill Barr. And, you know, Vice President Pence, he makes himself out to be a good guy, but he knew all along what he was doing with Ukraine. He oh. he He's the one that gave them the message. I mean, even a lot of the guys that ran away that, you know, we don't hear about so much, but had a lot to do with it, like our ex-special envoy Kurt Volker. Volker. He, he He's was an uh, interesting character. Yeah, he was the special envoy to Ukraine, and he was deeply involved in the impeachment hearings. And he actually said that Joe Biden's a decent person, that all the propaganda that they were trying to push was false. Tell us a little bit about Kurt Volker and his unusual relationship with the leadership of Ukraine. He was a lobbyist. Yeah. Uh, he worked for uh, a lobbying firm and he was uh, President Poroshenko's lobbyist for a long time. And then he became the special envoy to Ukraine working with President Poroshenko. And I found this out. It was curious because uh, well, a lot of people also are missing because Trump moves the news cycle so quickly that things move around. You don't realize it. But before there was uh, President Zelensky before the quid quo pro with President Zelensky. There was a quid quo pro with President Poroshenko. I had a three-hour meeting with President Poroshenko on behalf of Rudy Giuliani and Trump talking about telling him about that time about Maria Ivanovich, about coming out and talking bad about her, supporting him. And in return, he was supposed to get support in his election against, at that time, it wasn't even, Zelensky wasn't even on the radar. He was worried more about Timoshenko at the time and stuff like that. So, that's when I found out because when when I had the conversation with uh, Poroshenko and I told him, listen, you know, we'll be your back channel or however you want to call it. I don't know what the proper wording is to the president of the United States. So this way you guys have a good relationship. And he basically turned around to me and said, no, I'm, I'm all good there. Uh, you know, I got Kurt. And uh, then obviously once I got, I didn't know who that was and I didn't understand what he meant by that. But later on, once I got very close with a lot of the the people around him, like the prosecutor, general attorney general, like Lutsenko and all of them, then I started, people started telling me little bits and pieces about what's going on because there's no loyalty to anybody over there. They all are at each other's throats. So they would tell me things about each other that, that then I would realize, uh, uh, you know, once you see it happening here and then you know that. It's one thing that it sounds like a conspiracy, but then once you see it coming out to fruition, you know that's reality. It's now not a conspiracy anymore. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of Ukrainian characters, and and we're not going to have time to go into all of them, but there's there's one in particular that I wanted to bring up because he's becoming very central to what looks like the criminal charges that may find their way towards Rudy Giuliani, mm -hmm. and he's a former Ukrainian lawmaker. Uh, now he's a former Ukrainian, period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, and his name is Andrei Artemenko, uh, but he calls himself Andy Kuchma now. 
Interesting. Because, you know, if things aren't confusing enough, <laughs> um, and, and just for our more educated listeners out there, uh, Leonid Kuchma was the president of Ukraine, Ukraine in the 1990s. <laughs> so <laughs> people think probably a lot of the wrong things about Andy Kuchma. No relation there no that relations. I know of. Right. Um, the, the, the Ukrainian oligarch uh, Victor Pinchuk is married to Kuchma's to daughter. Kuchma's daughter, but, uh But I don't believe that Andy has any real relationship. No there. relationship, no. So – the thing is, though, um, Andy hired Rudy and filed uh, a FARA filing, a, a foreign agent's registration filing. I, I saw that. Was a, I, I couldn't believe when I saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, do you know anything about how Rudy got linked up with Andre Artemenko, a.k.a. Andy Kuchma? I don't have exact uh, evidence of exactly who the, uh, made the introduction, so I'm not going to point that out. But I definitely have my thoughts uh, that are pretty good. I'll just tell you this much. Uh, uh, Andy, a.k.a. Kuchma, or whatever he calls himself, Artemenko. Andre. Andre, Andy. Andy uh, he, uh, for over a year, has been trying, uh, back in since 2017, 2018. Oh, I'm sorry, 2018, all the way up to 2019, was trying to uh, set up a meeting with uh, me and uh, my ex-partner, uh, who he was very good friends with, Igor, at the time. And I never took his meetings because from his background, knowing that, first of all, he was exiled from Ukraine. Second of all, uh, he was part of the Mueller report. He was, And let uh, me say, he was exiled for being the courier of the back channel back peace channel. plan. So he, the ex, yeah, the supposed. From channel, Putin. From Putin to, with Michael Cohen and right, Felix Satan. Felix Satan, then Cohen, then whole, to Flynn. Right, yes. And that was in the first 24 days of the administration. Correct. That's why he got exiled from Ukraine. Correct. So I knew he was bad news to begin with. And, you know, there was no need for him. Uh, he, even though he kept trying to say he had all of this stuff on Biden and so on and so on. Uh, then in 2019, uh, uh, somehow I got cornered into a uh, lunch with him because Igor, I guess, made uh, plans with him already. And I came down at the Trump Hotel. They were together. We sat down. We started eating, and uh, right away he started going into that he had all this stuff on Biden, and he needs to sit down and talk to Rudy and help the president, and he has all this stuff that it's going to be great. Obviously, I was trying to be nice, but pretending that, you know, that I'm listening, but I didn't care about. The only thing I did remember him uh, mentioning is that uh, that later on started ringing a bell is the name Andre uh, Dirkach that he wanted to introduce, that he said that he had uh, friends in Ukraine that were very powerful, and one of them was Andre Dierkach. And right after that meeting, I remember calling Rudy and speaking with him and downloading him like I would always do after every meeting and telling him about this guy, Andy, a.k.a. whatever, Kuchma, telling him that this is what he wants, and uh, if you want, you can meet him. He wants to meet you, but I highly recommend you don't meet with him. Once he found out that he was related to, you know, Cohen and... Uh, uh, Sater and that whole back channel uh, uh, Russia deal, he said, no way, I don't want to have anything to do with them. And that's the end of the story. Just kidding. No, that's not the end of the story. <laughs> that's where it should have been the end of the story. <laughs> but no, now we fast forward it to September 11, 2019. Uh, I was flying in to meet up with Rudy. We were going to a September 11th event and I have a text message. Uh, Rudy sends me with the name Artyominka. And I was surprised. I'm like, what is this? So I call him back. I'm like, what What do you want? He goes, I've been uh, approached to to get introduced to him again. And he has all this information. I'm like, Rudy, do you remember? This is who this guy is. And at that point, Rudy again turned around and said, oh, thank you. Forget it. And that was the end of it. 
And then, as we know, a month later, I got arrested. And then two months later, he was on his way to Ukraine with Artyomenko. <laughs> <laughs> so, and meeting with their coach and everything. And it was just mind-boggling. I couldn't believe it when I saw him in Ukraine with all those cast of characters. I mean, even sitting there with ex-prosecutor Lutsenko, that was just mind-boggling because what I went through, I mean, because I was the translator between these two. I mean, shouting matches, calling names, liars in the middle of the night thinking that I'm not even going to leave Ukraine alive because of the, the shit that Rudy told him on the phone and this guy's throwing things all over the place. He's the attorney general of Ukraine. I mean, and, you know, Rudy telling me he's a liar because going back and forth one day, he was saying that Hunter Biden was wrong. The next day, Hunter Biden was not wrong. You know, Rudy couldn't understand that they're using him for their own polit political games because he wanted concrete evidence and to blow it up. So it was very, uh, I mean, to the least to say disappointing to see, you know, him up there knowing that he knew exactly who these people were and working with them. And uh, I just want to point out to our audience that Michael Cohen, uh, about a month ago or so, a little less than a month ago, <laughs> three weeks ago, tweeted uh, a copy of the peace plan, right? Yeah, I saw that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah, uh, interesting part about Andrew, Andrew Artomica in there. There's a little. Yes. Yes. He, uh, uh, he he just wrote in a text to CNN, Cohen dis denied delivering any documents to Flynn and disputed Ar Artemenko's recollection of their January conversation. Uh, in an article, Trump lawyer pushed pro-Russia deal for Ukraine politician claims. As I stated, proof attached, a total lie. Total lie. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's uh, – and again, uh, Rudy, what, what I don't understand is uh, Rudy would always tell me that his information was uh, better than none. Like they had direct from, I mean, that's the White House talking, you know, we had, and just remembering our conversations with him about other certain stuff for him to now sit back and say, he doesn't know who Andre Dierkoch is. He doesn't know who Andre Tilajenko is. I mean, these are people, Andre Tilajenko, I have text messages telling Rudy to stay away from him. And then him going behind my back by Victoria Tunzing and John Solomon, the reporter, giving him my, I mean, the things they did, you know, it's all going to come out. I mean, these are little bits and pieces, but soon I won't get into detail, but I think soon everybody's going to get the whole truth about everything that happened. Yeah, I was going to mention that there's two pieces of breaking news now. The FBI is investigating Giuliani's attempt to make a movie about the Bidens in Ukraine is one. And then the second one is, Giuliani admitted to the DOJ inspector general in the report that was released today, five years later, that he lied about any FBI agents slipping him info about Hillary ahead of the 2016 election. He just straight up lied, um, saying that he had not, the DOJ inspector general said he had not been in contact with any active FBI agents in October 2016. And he had stated that he only spoken with former agents who had no direct or indirect knowledge of FBI investigations in 2016. So, like that. That it's just Mind criminal. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know how he, he could just lie and get away with it so long, but I think they just stack the lie on top of another lie on top of another lie. What, what about this, uh, this documentary that they're talking about where they were trying to dig up dirt on the Bidens? Do you know anything what, about was, this? Was that the OANN documentary it, you're talking about? Is that the one you're talking about or is that the Artyominka one? Because Artyominka told me that there was one that was going on. That's why he wanted to speak to us at that time in 2019. And then I remember hearing something about OAN. It was doing, supposedly they were going to do one. Also, so it depend. I don't know which documentary. But just to answer, I know it's difficult to watch and say, you know, 
this guy lied. I can't believe he lied. But, you know, for a person like me that was with him every day and we just sat here a little bit, I was showing some pictures to Grant, (laughs) reminiscing about the days. I mean, to watch him for the past several years, watch him, Devin Nunez, Kevin, lie. I mean, these people are not just lying, lie, because I know the truth. I mean, it's not to say for anybody, but I know they're lying. And these are people in power. So it doesn't surprise me that they lie. It doesn't surprise me that, that the things they do, because all they care about is retaining their power, nothing else. It's not even the money anymore. It's all about the power. And it's, it's, it's sad to see what goes on in Washington. Yeah, it's separate than the OANN one. They apparently raised a million dollars. Grant's going to have to look into this. They raised more than a million dollars, hired a filmmaker who began production in June 2020 and stopped working on it when the FBI started investigating. I think I heard about that. In California, yeah. the guy in California, I think yeah. There's, yeah. There, there's yeah. a guy in California. Too. Yeah. Listen, I, I wouldn't put that because uh, one of the things that uh, simultaneously while Rudy was doing that, that people are starting to realize now that they didn't know at that time was that Rudy was broke and that Rudy had no money. And, uh, you know, right around that time, the, but was it the butt dial uh, recording where he called the, he butt dialed the reporter and then talked about raising a few hundred thousand dollars real quick. Do you think that's an accident? That was was an accident, a butt dial. Do you think that actually was a butt dial or was that intentional? Like, is he that crafty or is he No, he's no, he's definitely not that crafty. No, 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 definitely butt dials. I mean, I probably saved him from so many. I mean, I used to sit next to him and hit end on the phone so many times. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I, no, definitely butt dials. Definitely. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you had to to make a guess, and I know that this is not going to be accurate for every single day, but if you had to make a, make a guess around when Rudy Giuliani usually has his first drink, let's let's say make the guess from the time he's woken up how long does it take? What day of the week are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it, it all Let's go with a Monday and a Sunday. It, it, I mean, it, <laughs> Sunday it, and Monday. I those mean, are two representatives. I mean, it all depends, uh, obviously, on what he has going on that day. But, uh, I mean, I've seen them start off with uh, Bloody Marys in the morning. So I've definitely seen some of those. But uh, the hard stuff, I'd say probably around 4 or 5 o'clock, uh, you know, somewhere around there. Is you could start seeing that till about until he goes to sleep. You didn't see him with any ladies, women. Well, I mean, I think you we all saw that. Borat. No, I think we've seen him with plenty of ladies. <laughs> well, okay, here's an important question though. This <laughs> which, is about Borat. which lady are you talking about? <laughs> this is this is kind of about about Borat, but I mean, did did Rudy Giuliani treat other female reporters that way? I mean, if you saw the Borat film. He was like, I'm going to, now that this interview in my hotel room is done, let's go over to the bedroom area. Well, let's sit on the bed. I'm going to lie down, put my hands down my pants. Um, <laughs> what mean, else is going to happen I mean, there? I, 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 you know, but like, is that is that something that just, <laughs> wow, bad luck for Rudy? Or is that well, something like? Well, at first, I don't believe else. that it was bad luck for Rudy. That's, let's start off with that. But, you know, you don't, you don't put yourself in that position for just like that. He's a grown man. I uh, thank God I've never been in with him in the hotel room or <laughs> during while he was doing it. So I don't know. I don't know. think you're good looking <laughs> yeah, enough for that. I don't, I don't, I don't know that. But, uh, uh, he, he, listen, you know, it's, it's, uh, fem- uh, lots of females came and went, you know, some stayed behind. Uh, you could see one that's, constantly by his side he does a show with her uh maria ryan 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but that that is his girlfriend. That's his girlfriend, yeah. Uh, yeah. and employee and whatever else. Uh, I, I remember writing a story about her. He took her to the Presidential Mountains in North New Hampshire. <laughs> the Presidential he, Mountains. Uh she's in uh, you know, uh, a separate story of its own. One day we'll get into that. But uh yep, yeah, uh, you he's uh, he's had his uh taste of different girls and uh uh, I, I won't get into it now, Scott, but uh, I promise you that eventually I'll also get to all of that. And there's some lots of juicy stuff with the uh, internal stuff that went on between girlfriends, family, the son, Andrew, which is running for governor, which is another. I, I mean, that's <laughs> I get, I get, hilarious. He's he's a malapropism he's, uh, factory. He's, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, I I'll just leave it at that. He's that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we we got to have to read left. the book. You're gonna have to read the book. That's what he's saying, I, and, and he'll, he'll be back on to promote that. I yeah, promise. he's 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 been around. He's been around politics while he was in the womb. You know, so he knows. He he does. <laughs> he knows. He, he, I, I I would I I I'd, I'd love to debate him. <laughs> that would be something else. Well, he does have White House experience now. Uh, lots yeah, of it. Uh, I've seen it. You know, he he does a mean tour. <laughs> he gives you a mean tour of the White House. I mean, I, I've seen what he does at the White House. So you know, th this whole time though, we we've talked about Ukraine, obviously, and Rudy, and I and and Russia indirectly because I mean, Durkach sanctioned uh, as a Russian agent. Yeah. Artemenko, Andrei Teleshenko, Teleshenko, also and sanctioned. Now Kulik, Kulik also. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody basically that was giving him Biden information has links to Russia. It's incredible. So the one country, and there's several that we could talk about, but the one country I want to bring up for our last question is Venezuela. Because oh. as, <laughs> that's as, a segment of its own. <laughs> it, it is a segment of its own. So you just have to give us a taste, but I'm going to, I'm going to put us out here this way. Okay. So I'm, I'm from Miami mm -hmm. and we have a massive Venezuelan community here. I'm yes. deeply versed in Venezuela issues because I have a lot of Venezuelan friends, close friends. Absolutely. Um, and, and the Republicans and the Republican party, and all of their politicians have adopted the mantra of opposing socialism. That is their boogeyman. That is the number one enemy. That is the bad guy. Communism, socialism. And here you have Maduro, a socialist government backed by Cuban communism. How did your old Republican friends interact with this Venezuelan uh, regime, which is a truly extra legal regime? They lost their legislative election, similar to the way that uh, Democrats won the House. And then instead of, you know, dealing with it, he just put the Supreme Court in charge of the whole country and kicked out the National Assembly. That's what Maduro did. But what did what did Republicans do with him? Because there's a lot of reporting about Rudy being involved with Venezuelans. Tell us a little nutshell of that. Uh, it wasn't just Rudy. It was uh, several very powerful Republicans. Uh, another one, Pete Sessions, Congressman Pete Sessions at the time. Current and uh, former, right? Uh, they were, yeah, they were, uh, uh, you could put it, to, I'll, I'll put it this way, uh, give you a little taste. Uh, so whenever they say they were against Maduro, that's a bunch of bullshit. They basically were setting up a soft landing for Maduro. And they, uh, I was on a phone call actually when they were on a phone call with Maduro when Maduro said, all he wants to do is just retire to Texas and watch his cowboys. And I almost oh. took a shit when I heard that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm not going to mention the names of the top Republicans and everybody that was involved. I mean, that will come out also. 
Kevin. But, uh, <laughs> but I could tell you this much that uh, Trump was very close to having Maduro come in and discuss it with him. And that's why what a lot of people don't know that all of a sudden uh, Pompeo and Bolton did that, uh, helped uh, Guaido start to, over, to overturn the, the whole thing. Because they did that because they were scared that, uh, because Rudy went to meet with Bolton and Bolton threw him out of his office and told him because he started speaking to him about Maduro and Bolton said, are you fucking crazy? What are you talking about? And, and that's one of the things that I always looked forward to, to speaking with Bolton at the same time, because he was in the room. I was outside the room, but we both knew the same information. And it would have been a lot helpful if uh, they called the witnesses and we were both there to be able to validate both sides. That, that sound you hear is me running off to get my copy of the room where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> quite literally, quite literally. Uh, Lev, it's it's really been a pleasure uh, having you on the podcast. Thank finally, you guys. thank you. It's, it's been so been long in the works, you know. Yeah, you guys are great. I mean, you guys do great work. Uh, keep keep the fight on. Uh, democracy is important for our country, and one thing is Trump has to, you know, he has to go. I mean, he, this is just so bad for what he's doing to our country, and all of these Republicans following in his footsteps. Sad man, respect for you, Lev. Uh, they tried to destroy you, and they failed. They didn't. Um, you know, where can people follow you online? Uh, you can follow me at Lev Parnas on Twitter. Verified now? I'm verified now. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> and uh, I think I have some uh, very good projects in the works that uh, we'll, we'll be able to get the truth out and get everything out because I think it's important for everybody to know what transpired. And I thank you very much for giving me the platform and allowing me to speak and letting the world know what I know. Thank you. Lev Parnas. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's do the quick wrap up in case we decide to do it. Okay. Uh, because about the podcast. Okay. So Scott, I mean, you go lead off and then we'll, uh, he and I will chat a little because, you know, we we're doing? actually still just t chatting about this. So what, what's happening? Uh, Lev would like for me to produce his podcast. Oh, yes. wait, what are we yeah, with, with doing? Oh, yeah. yeah so what am I doing? Uh, so ask him if he's got anything in the, the future. And then we're, this is like a, just if we want to, we'll insert, we'll, we'll discuss, you know. So, Lev, what's next for you? Uh, I've been working on several projects. One, uh, working very closely with Grant Stern and the Midas guys. I uh, think we'll be having a, a nice little podcast coming out soon uh, where Lev does remember and the truth does come out. I like That's that. That's a great title. <laughs> Lev does remember. <laughs> uh, I like it. He has a little ring to it. <laughs> it does. It does have a ring to it. It could be uh, Lev has receipts also. Oh, Lev definitely has receipts. <laughs> <laughs> and I look forward to sharing them with the world. <laughs> uh, so I think I think we'll have some fun. But the most important thing I, I really want to try to do is with this project is before the 2022 elections is get as much truth out there as about a lot of these key races that we have, like Devin Nunez in California, Kevin McCarthy in California, uh, some of the tight races around the country that, you know, I think once people start understanding, I mean, they could see the lying, they could see the complicity, but once they start hearing it directly from a source that was as close as on the inside as you could be, and we'll have some incredible, interesting guests, uh, people on both sides that uh, we'll have some fun going over the stuff and getting the truth out. So I think it'll be a great show for people to see. Look forward to hearing it and look forward to seeing it. Um, you know, uh, is there, uh, are you, do you have a book in the works as well? Are you writing? Uh, I've been writing all along, you know, I've been putting, putting all my thoughts down, uh, because of my criminal case, I, uh, you know, put it on the back burner, but 
uh, hopefully things are going to start, you know, hopefully we'll get that resolved soon also, uh, get that put in the back burner and uh, get the book out also and get some, get, like I said, try and get everything out to be able to show the world what was hidden for so many years by all these people. Thanks again to Lev Parnas for taking the time. You can follow him on Twitter at Lev Parnas. Thanks again to the best producer in the business, Mr. Grant Stern. You can follow him at Grant Stern. You can subscribe to our podcast at dworkingreport.com. Thanks again for listening. Onward! Onward!